and welcome back to SEMA's podcast, Y'all Ready for This, where we talk about all things emergency preparedness to make sure that you and your family are ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster right here in Chatham County. This week, we've got the band back together and we have SEMA's office manager, Stephanie Cox, and director Dennis Jones as our subject matter expert. Thanks so much for being here, guys. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. It's a dream team. And this dream team is going to be starting a brand new series here on the podcast with the very first episode right here in today, talking about the dreaded hurricanes. So this is our hurricane season edition, where it's going to be going on for the next couple of weeks and the next couple of episodes. So get excited or not, depending on your mood and depending on your excitement with hurricanes. We are starting our conversation with the dreaded word of evacuation, because if you speak it into existence, if you talk about it, then it won't happen. Right, Dennis? That's right. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to talk about it in hopes that 2021 will not bring us any hurricanes. But let's go ahead and start off this conversation, Dennis, with understanding evacuations. There's a lot of terminology that goes into evacuations. There's mandatory, voluntary, general, there's a lot that goes into it. So what kind of terminology do we use right here in Chatham County and why? The dreaded E word is the way we refer to it. So uh, anytime we're looking at decision-making, we always refer to it as the E word. Um, So it's something that we're always talking about, but we never want to do. You know, in Chatham County, we have two types of evacuation orders. We've got a general evacuation order, and we've got a mandatory evacuation order. Some of you may remember years ago, we had a voluntary evacuation order, and we did away with that. We did away with that terminology. Some communities still use it. For our community, we prefer not to use the word voluntary. Uh, We either have a general evacuation order or a mandatory. And the difference between the two is with a general evacuation order, we, we are providing you with as much information as we can about the threat for an impending storm, and we are encouraging you to get out. Under a mandatory evacuation order, personal discretion is not something that should be considered. That is an executive order, and we are requiring you to get out. So we wanna make sure that people understand general evacuation order versus mandatory evacuation order. With any major storm that's approaching Chatham County, and you see a mandatory evacuation order uh, is issued from the chairman or from any of the jurisdictions, then personal discretion is not something that you should consider. That is a, an official order. Uh, that is something that is required, and you are uh, required to get out of the evacuation area. So, Dennis, you mentioned um, evacuation areas. How do people know what area or zone that they live on and, or live in, and where can they go to find that information? That's a great question. Uh, we, we take a lot of effort into ensuring everybody understands what their evacuation zone is. And in Chatham County, we do have three different evacuation zones. And when we defined what those zones were, we looked at what are some landmarks that people would understand so we could easily communicate this to the general public. And we, we identified some landmarks that are clearly defined on a map. Um, it's also something that is common to many of the citizens throughout Chatham County. And it's the Truman Parkway and I-95. If you remember those two major road networks, then you should have a good idea as to what the zones are. So for zone A, if you start at Tybee Island and you work your way back west to the Truman Parkway, that is zone A. 
from the Truman Parkway to I-95, that's zone B. And then from the uh, I-95 to the county line is zone C. So it's a very structured, um, progressive uh, evacuation zone uh, phase or format. So zone A is from the Truman to Tybee, zone B is from I-95 to the Truman, and zone C is everything west of I-95. Also, I mentioned that we take a concerted effort to communicate this as much as possible to the community. If you have any type of uh, uncertainty as to which evacuation zone you're in, you can go to our website at chathamemergency.org. We do have an interactive map that allows you to type in your address and it'll tell you exactly what evacuation zone you're in. That's awesome. And that's a really great tool to have. So if you are slightly uncertain about where you live, um, you know, on a map and you can't identify that zone pretty easily, head to that website. It's very, very simple. Type in your address and you're good to go. So thank you for covering that, Dennis. Okay. All right. So the last several hurricane evacuations that we've had, these evacuation orders have come down from the governor's office. But out of curiosity, who actually has authority to call for an evacuation order in Chatham County or in a city within Chatham County? That's a great question too. Uh, you know, in Chatham County, um, we fall under the overall structure of the state. And in the state of Georgia, it is a home rule state, which simply means that uh, decision-making is left to the jurisdiction or the, or the governing authority of those boundaries. So in, in, uh, in Chatham County, any decision-making has, uh, has the potential to be made at the jurisdiction boundary first. So the mayor of a, of a municipality has authority to make decisions for his municipality. Then you've got the chairman of the Chatham County Commission who has the authority to make decisions for the entirety of the county or a portion of the county. And then of course you have the governor's office who has the responsibility for the entire state. So uh, prior to Hurricane Matthew, many of the storms that we experienced were made at a local level. We have uh, some storms where we had city of Tybee Island made a decision to evacuate just the city of Tybee Island. And of course the, the county supported that. You have other storms where the chairman of the Chatham County Commission made a decision to evacuate the whole of Chatham or a part of Chatham County. And then in the last three storms, you've had the governor who has made the decision to evacuate the entire coast of Georgia. So uh, the decision-making is very complex in the state of Georgia, but it is progressive. So it starts at the lowest possible level and it works all the way up to the governor's office who has the authority, of course, not only for coastal Georgia, but for the entire state. So, Dennis, we discussed um, terminology and zones and who makes the decision, but how is that decision made? Where do we get that information? What information do we use to make the decision on whether or not to evacuate our citizens? So, information that we utilize uh, for decision making in Chatham County is, is we start with the National Hurricane Center. So, anytime there's a storm that's developing, when it gets a, a number or when it gets a name, we really focus on the advisories that come from the National Hurricane Center. As that storm progressively gets closer to Chatham County, we start integrating information from the National Weather Service in Charleston. The information from the National Weather Service in Charleston is specific to our area. The National Hurricane Center information is specific to the storm itself. National Weather Service in Charleston is specific to our area. So we really start integrating um, hurricane local statements and other pieces of information that's distributed from Charleston 
we start integrating that into our local uh, discussions and our local decision making. So as we advance into operating conditions or opcons, uh, you know, we start looking more at a local level as to what the impacts from that overall system are going to be to our area. All right, Dennis, you mentioned something just briefly there, operating conditions or opcons. Uh, can you explain what those are and why uh, we use those? Sure. So as we enter into hurricane season, we take a structured approach as to how we're looking at a storm, the timing of when the impacts are scheduled to hit our area. And we put a structured approach in place in order to look at what do we need to do at certain times. It's called our hurricane response timeline. And part of that hurricane response timeline is looking at those phases that, so that we can make sure things are lining up uh, the way they need to be. Actions, coordination efforts, communication styles. We wanna make sure that we're, we're doing everything consistent uh, from year to year and also to make sure that uh, we're, we're including everybody that needs to be included in, in communications and decision-making. And we have that structure in place through what we call opcons or operating conditions. So when we enter into hurricane season, which is June 1st, we will automatically enter into operating condition five or OPCON five. And again, going back to that hurricane response timeline, there's a list of things that we need to do when we enter into OPCON five. When a storm is identified, we're, we start tracking that storm. We start looking at what the potential impacts to Chatham County would be. We start looking at the timing of, the, of that particular storm if it were to come this way. And as that storm gets closer to us, we advance in operating conditions. So when a storm is 120 hours out, uh, we start looking at uh, you know, those additional actions under OPCON 4, operating condition 4. So we advance in another OPCON when a storm is 120 hours out. When it's 72 hours out, we go to OPCON 3, and there's another list of things that we do under OPCON 3. And then we progressively get down to uh, when it's 24 hours out, we move to operating condition one, where we are affecting evacuations uh, throughout the county and we're starting to get ready for storm impacts. So it's a progressive approach to tracking not only our activities, but also tracking communication, decision making, as well as timing for the impacts of a storm. All right. So sorry to ask two questions in a row. Stephanie, we'll come back to you, I promise. Um, what, so we have this idea of contraflow. A lot of people in Chatham County are very familiar with this lane reversal or contraflow of I-16. Right. When, when you talk operating conditions, when do we start having those conversations and when does that ultimately go into effect prior to an evacuation? Well, the state has the responsibility for contraflowing I-16, and they do an amazing job. Uh, they are uh, they start communicating information uh, the start of hurricane season. So they have plans in place. They want to make sure that those plans are solid. Uh, they want to make sure that they are mitigating any activities that come up from year to year that would conflict with that plan. So they do a very good job of making sure that plan is operational and ready to go when the time is needed. It's a very complex decision on, uh, on when to contraflow I-16. Uh, anybody who's traveled from here to Atlanta know there's always construction along I-16. All of that has to be planned for. Um, and then whenever you are shutting off all traffic to a particular lane and reversing that lane, it's very, very complex 
as to making sure that public safety is paramount and, and keeping people off of that lane reversal or the lane that you are reversing, making sure that it is safe for us to actually do that. So, um, you know, they start looking early. Um, you know, when we advance to operating condition four, which is 120 hours out, the state's already had conversations and they're starting to, to look at the what if scenario. What if we had to contraflow I-16 and they're already making those decisions. I am very comfortable with the state uh, making those decisions and doing that coordination effort. Um, they understand the impacts to coastal Georgia and they also under, understand the amount of people that we have to evacuate from coastal Georgia. So they've been very responsive and they've been very good at making sure that I-16 is contraflowed at an appropriate time. So we've seen as a storm comes up the coast, you know, you would think that evacuation um, procedures would be Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and then on up as the storm progresses. We've seen in previous storms where South Carolina calls for an evacuation before Georgia does. Um, that can be confusing to our residents because they wanna know, obviously the storm is intended to hit South Carolina after it hits us. Can you um, tell us what kind of communications we have with emergency managers in South Carolina and what we try to do to try to potentially keep that from happening as much as possible? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, a storm doesn't know boundaries. Um, when we have a storm that's affecting Chatham County, it's not just affecting Chatham County, it's affecting a region. So a storm doesn't know boundaries. Um, you know, rainfall, flooding, none of that knows boundaries. So it's very important for the emergency management community to make sure that we are communicating across those boundaries so that our neighbors know what we're doing, we know what they're doing, so we don't have uh, something that we're doing doesn't have a negative effect on what our neighbors are intending to do. So it's very important that we communicate, keep those lines of communication open, and it's, it's done regularly throughout an emergency event. Earlier, I talked about Georgia being a home rule state. Well, the state of South Carolina is not a home rule state. So at a local jurisdiction, they don't have that authority to make evacuation decisions for their community or their county. That is done at the state level. Uh, and generally, the governor issues evacuation orders for the entirety of their coast instead of for one community or another. So generally, when you see South Carolina issuing evacuation orders, it's for the entire coast. Um, you know, during Hurricane Matthew, we were looking at a storm that, that was going to skirt uh, the state of Georgia and actually have impacts to South Carolina, actually make landfall in South Carolina, the northern part of the, uh, the coast in South Carolina. So the governor issued evacuation orders for coastal South Carolina. Um, we were a little, uh, we waited a little bit longer because of that skirt. Um, we eventually did, but that gave the impression that South Carolina did something in advance of Georgia, where in reality, uh, the threat was greater to northern, uh, the northern coastal area of South Carolina than it was to coastal Georgia. So you'll see things like that occur. Um, you got to think about the decision making in the areas that have the potential to be impacted the greatest. So there will be situations where South Carolina issues an evacuation order in advance of Georgia. And again, that's not because it's not being coordinated. It's just because the threat is a little bit different. You know, Georgia is further, uh, is further west than some areas of South Carolina. So especially when you get a skirting storm, 
you know, there, the potential for it to have a greater impact in South Carolina could be greater than what you see in Georgia. So you will see situations in, in which the governor of South Carolina issues an evacuation order in advance of Georgia. But I can assure you that information is being coordinated and communicated across the emergency management discipline and across our boundaries. Thank you. Yeah, so you got to think uh, a pillar of emergency management is coordination, collaboration, and communication. So you right. can guarantee that emergency managers up and down the coast are going to be working with and alongside one another to make those important decisions. All right, so Dennis, let's start to wrap this up with a really pretty bow for our listeners here. They've heard all about evacuations and decision-making and kind of what goes into making those decisions. What's something that our residents can do right now to prepare for an evacuation if 2021 decides to bring us one? Well, I'm gonna sound like a broken record because every time I'm on a podcast or every time I'm in the media, I say these two common things. And it's something that we advertise year round. We want you to go ahead and prepare now by having a plan and having a kit. For hurricane season, your plan should include uh, when do you plan to evacuate? At what phase in that operating condition or time frame do you plan to evacuate? What route are you going to use in order to get out of Chatham County? And where are you going to go? Those are all very important. So have a plan in place. Communicate that information with your family members. Know where you're going to go and how you're going to get there. Another thing that we advertise year round is having a disaster kit. I can't emphasize enough how important that is for the individual, for the family. Build that kit, go ahead and do it now. You've got plenty of time to build that kit, to review the contents of a kit that you already have, uh, make sure that it's replenished. If you build that kit, you put it in a, a container, you put it in your closet, it's there for you. It's something that you have available to you. You're not rushing at the last minute to go to a big box store to, uh, to find things that could potentially be out of stock. So go ahead and put those things together now, put it in your closet, it's available to you. And it's, it's something that's gonna be very convenient for you at the time. It's gonna provide you some comfort items at the time. And again, it's not something that you have to rush to put together at the last minute. For those who will be evacuating out of the area, I mentioned know your destination. Uh, for families who have pets, pet-friendly hotels are very, very important. So when you're looking up your destination, make sure there are some pet-friendly hotels in the area. Uh, again, that's very important to you and your family. Um, so that's something that I encourage everybody to do who have pets. And then also, we want you to learn more about the evacuation assembly area if you don't have transportation resources to get out. For our community, we do provide those transportation resources for people who don't have a vehicle or any other means of transportation out of the area. So that is coordinated through the Savannah Civic Center. And we do that in a, in a phased approach to make sure that everybody in Chatham County who wants to get out has an opportunity to get out. Well, Dennis, great minds think alike. So part of your advice is for people to learn more about the evacuation assembly area or the EAA. Fun fact, our podcast next week, listeners, is going to discuss all about the evacuation assembly area and the two Chatham County employees that run that center during an evacuation. So if that's something that interests you, you want to learn more about that process, make sure that you tune in. All right, well, that's all we have for you this week, listeners, on our episode about hurricane season, decision making, and how we're going to be ready for hurricane season of 2021. Um, be sure to tune in as we continue this conversation of hurricane preparedness and what you can do to make sure that you and your family are ready. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Right. Thank you.
Thank you.